The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Mm-hmm. Howie, can, can can you please turn my show back on again? Yeah, yeah, I'd really appreciate it. No, I promise. No, 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 no. I promise I, I'm going to be kind today. Yeah, no, no. Please turn my show back on. Yeah, okay. Wait, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, can you please turn it on? Okay, yeah, okay, good. Okay, we're on. Hey, thank you, Howie. I gotcha. All right, all right. Welcome back there, man. All good here. <laughs> Appreciate everybody coming aboard here. It became the National Five Minute Show. Thank you, Showtime. Thank you very much. Okay, all goose aimed at me. It's okay. Hey, you know we rock the world sometimes. Maybe Matt Maggie. Maybe that guy turned it off. Okay, the Goonies? Hey, I know who did it. Gavin Newsom. Dude, Gavin Newsom. He sure looks good on TV, but he's sure a shitty governor in California. That's for dang sure. We got notices that we're going to have rolling blackouts and such. I think you just experienced a rolling blackout. Yeah. How's that for you, man? Hey, Showtime, all good. No, it's California, man. Okay, thank you. Hey, Gavin, thank you. Thank you, really. What's next? He's going to start triggering earthquakes here in SoCal for me so that my show doesn't go on so all the folks can hear me barking at people and hear me aiming things at them. Welcome aboard again. Love the fact that, like I said, let's reset it here. We're 14 days out from training camp. 14 days from training camp. Okay, that's great because now rent's due. No more talk. And by the way, you know the one thing that you always have to look at when you're talking anything with Jalen or you're talking about the Eagles right now? Let's be real and let's be factual here with this. Nobody really knows anything right now. So quite frankly, it's a wait and see, isn't it? It's a wait and see. That sucks. And I think that's what aggravates the majority of the people out there is that it's a wait and see. There's no definitive answers on what you can say about your football team yet because no matter how good the roster looks right now, the bottom line is, is what? It's all going to come down to how the quarterback plays and how well the head coach and DC act with the new unit. With all the new pieces that you got on defense, the pieces that you now have added on offense, it's truly a wait and see, isn't it? 
could say all these things. Hey, look, we we love this game here on this uh, on this particular week or the first half of the schedule. Hey, man, it's all a wait and see. Nobody really knows right now how well this team is going to play. Hey, you know, people keep saying, well, Jalen's going to be better in his second year. So are the defensive coordinators against Jalen. Well, you don't think the D coordinators now have game film on the kid and they're not going to adjust to some of the things that he does well, which is not a lot. And don't start throwing intangibles off at me. Okay, it's flat out. He can't throw the deep pass and he's not accurate. So what are the defensive coordinators going to do? They're going to construct a game plan to combat that. That's how they're going to do it. Okay? That's how they're going to do it, dude. Everybody right now is in, they're kind of in a holding pattern on Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles 2022. The only thing that we can truly do is guess. Daz, I don't really think the offseason has been that long. Okay? I, I don't. I, I, I don't think it's been that long. I think we've had a hell of an offseason so far. Okay? Intangibles. Nice guys finish last. That's a great take, Showtime. I love that. Nice guys finish last. Let me, let me throw some topics. And again, those of you just jumping aboard, I've got a bunch of lists here today. NFL executives ranked the top 10 quarterbacks. I want to reset that. Uh, college football, I am part of the top 25. Uh, they asked me for my top 10 college football teams. No surprise, I'll tell you right out of the gate, Bama's won. Okay? I'll fill in the blanks with the other teams. Also, the power rankings for the top 10 NFL teams, I was asked by the NFL Network to throw my top 10 teams out. I will give that later on in the program as well. Let me ask you this, and let's get right to the topics here. It's been a great – by the way, would we not agree that the NFL has had a great offseason? It's been a great offseason. Yeah, Stephen – and. Stephen Jones did say that, Smile. Smile, get this. That's kind of where I'm going here with my topic. Way to go, dude. Feels like forever? Well, let me throw Oh, by the way, Kenneth, yes. From what I understand, the Eagles and five other teams have reached out to Julio Jones because the Eagles are looking for more depth at the quarterback position. I think he's going to wait until training camp starts or maybe even the first half of the season and wait for injuries where an opportunity goes for him. And I think he wants to – he's been offered – Julio Jones, from what I understand, he's been offered jobs to go and sign right now and show up to training camp. I think he's looking for a ring. I think he wants to go to the best opportunity he possibly can to try to win himself a ring. If I'm Julio Jones – I'm landing in a place like Green Bay. I'm landing in a place like Buffalo. I'm landing in a place like Kansas City. They need another one. I don't think Julio's a one, but I'll tell you what, 10 games? You got to worry about that Achilles injury that he's had. But for 10 games, okay, I'd be pretty good having Julio Jones on my football team. You're not going to get 17 games out of Julio Jones any longer. Colts would be great too, Gigi. So the Eagles are one of those teams because the Eagles, in my opinion, look, you lose Devontae or you lose AJ, you don't have anything really. And you're back to a year ago. 
kind of a decent group, but not great. And if you're trying to develop a quarterback, that's not helping Jalen. Remember, everything has got to be perfect for Jalen Hurts to have success this year because he's not a perfect quarterback. He's not one of these elite guys. So when you don't have an elite quarterback, your team's got to be almost built perfectly. And that's what Howie has done. Howie has built the team almost perfectly. Okay? Running game's great. Wide receiving core's been upgraded. Tight ends are very good. You maybe want to add a little depth there at that tight end spot. Okay? Your old line is spectacular. Defense has been added. That's going to help Jalen. By the way, the improvement on the defensive side of the football is also going to help Jalen Hurts. Because how many three and outs are you going to see at the beginning of the season? Once a team gets out rolling, you see a lot of three and outs, especially early in the year, especially a team that's trying to transfer itself into being from, you know, a running team. They want to transform themselves into being a passing team or having more balanced, if that makes sense. Green Bay, KC, Buffalo, Philly. I'll tell you this too. San Francisco would be somebody that I would think that they could take a look at when it comes to Julio Jones. Adding him on the other side of Debo Samuel, that'd be something to look at too. Well, let me, let me throw this topic at you here. Stephen Jones did come out and say that he thinks Dak Prescott is superior. He's elite. I think he has elite moments, okay? I think he has elite moments. Big Sills, Eagles think they have a shot with Hurts at quarterback. I do too. I do too. I do. As long as he protects it, doesn't put it on the carpet, I do. I I think they got a chance. Health has got to play a factor here this year for the Eagles, though. They lose any big-time player in that offense like a Malata or they lose a A.J. or Devontae, they lose Jason Kelsey. That season will be a bumpy one. Okay? Who will be a better franchise in three years, the Cowboys or the Eagles? Who will be a better franchise? Before you answer that, Fletcher Cox, one-year deal. Hardgrave, going into one his last year in his contract. Bradbury, one year. Slays deals up. Last year for Kelsey, when he got two years left with Lane, you're not re-upping your running back. You got basically eight guys that may not be on the football team next year for the Philadelphia Eagles. So before you answer that, your football team may not look the same next year. Look at all these one-year contracts that you have. Your defensive tackles may be all gone. They may be all gone. They have Jordan Davis, obviously, on the rookie deal. You got Milton Williams. I'd love to see more playing time for him. Eagles think that they're going to extend Slade. They may, depending on how well he plays coming out of the gate. Who do you think will have a better franchise three years from now? The quarterback is better than 
the Eagle quarterback. CeeDee Lamb, is he better than A.J. Brown? I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. Remember something on CD. CD had CB2 lining up on him because the majority of the time a year ago and previous years, Amari Cooper had the top corner lined up on him. Let's see how he performs with the best cornerback lined up on him. So I want to see CD perform. I think their tight end is very good. I think he's comparable to Dallas. I think he is. A kid Schultz, I think he's pretty good. The running game, it's comparable, but the Eagles are better. The wide receiving core with Michael Gallup, I think it's pretty comparable. The difference is clearly the quarterback. And I would say that the aging O-line in Dallas has to be revamped. It completely does. So this is going to be an interesting question. How about this? The best football player between the two teams is Michael Parsons. The Eagles have nobody like Michael Parsons. I think Hassan Reddick is good. He's not that. Then again, I don't think the Cowboys have anybody like A.J. Smith. Excuse me. (laughs) A.J. Smith. A.J. Brown. I don't think they don't have anybody like that. But here's the one thing that the Dallas Cowboys do do that the Philadelphia Eagles don't traditionally do. They're going to go spend money. They're in in salary cap hell right now because of two contracts. Dak Prescott's and Ezekiel Elliott's. Ezekiel Elliott will not be on that football team next year, and that's going to loosen up some money and the cap's going up. So the Cowboys know this. This year, they were going to have to bite the bullet. They're going to have to go into the marketplace, and they're going to have to fill some gaps. Lamb not even better than Smith. I, I think he is. Or as good. He's got a better quarterback. He's going to put better numbers up. C.D. Lamb is going to put better numbers up than Devontae Smith because he's got a better quarterback. You know Dallas led the NFL in offense last year? I mean, you, you're, you're making the end. Plus, they blasted the Eagles off the football field Twice. It was varsity versus JV. It wasn't close. That Monday night game was a train wreck. Okay? It was a train wreck. Actually, quite frankly, the Eagles haven't been competitive in the Dallas game in two years. So before you start barking that you're better than Dallas, you got to beat them first to make that comment. Okay? You got to beat them first. I think what what um, last year didn't CD. I think he had a thousand yards last year, if I'm not mistaken. I hate that you say that about Parsons when he only did it once. Parsons is a great football player. Okay, he's not Lawrence Taylor, but he's a great football player. Eagles, really. Well, I haven't seen anything special out of Devontae Smith yet, bro. I haven't seen anything special. Lamb was on the number one offense in the NFL last year. Okay? The number one offense. Not the number one rushing offense. The number one offense. 
Okay? I mean, 68 catches or whatever he had for 900 yards is common. I could, Hunter Renfro had a better year. We will have a better player than Parsons this year. It will be Dean. Parsons played one year, and what did Dallas do with the number one offense? Joseph, do you really think that Nicobe Dean is going to be better than Michael Parsons? Where did you get that? Okay. Showtime said you're going to sweep the Cowboys. That's big talk for a team that's been destroyed by the Cowboys the last two years. By the way, this is not shit on Eagle. This is common sense conversation. You've put together, I think, a better team. But the quarterback play, again, will come down, and the coaching will come down. Like we said, there's three components this year. And that's why my question, how is this going to look in three years from now? Here, let's just piggyback onto the next one. Who will be the starting quarterback, in your opinion, in 2024? Who do you think will be the starting quarterback? Do you know that? You don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be in 2023. All you know is that the starting quarterback for the Eagles is going to be for 2022 Jalen Hurts. I can pretty much tell you that in 2024, Dak Prescott's going to be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. That's stability at the position. The Eagles haven't had stability at the quarterback position since 2017. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. You're talking six years where you've had no stability at that position. Granted, you've won. Granted, you've made the postseason. Granted, you're the most successful team since 2000 in the NFC East. All that's true. That's why when I'm having this conversation with you here, I'm looking at this thing on both sides. And I know sometimes you guys don't like to have a fair and balanced conversation. That's too bad. Cowboys have destroyed the Eagles the last two years. I don't care what you say. And it's never been close. There's been a lot of upgrades. But when you add a lot of upgrades and you don't practice a lot and you don't play in the exhibition, they're just dudes right now until they get out there and perform in September. Okay? I'd love to have Andrew Luck. I don't know, but if you've seen him lately, okay? TBD quarterback for the Eagles. Yeah, who's going to be the quarterback of 2024? You can't answer that with any certainty today on July 12th. You can't. You can't. You can hope if he balls out. What are some of the lines, Xander, that we hear? If, if, if he's killing it, today on this day, you don't know. I know in Dallas who the quarterback's going to be in 2024. It's going to be Dak Prescott. Unless something catastrophic happens. Easy money. Crazy how a huge franchise like the Eagles goes into the 2023 not knowing what's or who's the most important position. 
they know it's the quarterback position. They can tell you all they want about getting A.J. Brown. Getting A.J. Brown could be the most insignificant signing of any football team this past offseason. Why? Because if Jalen sucks, it won't matter if you paid him $100 million. If you can't get him the ball, it won't matter. That's why, to me, the wide receiving position is the most dependent position in the offensive huddle. Okay? It is. Snap's got to be good. The line's got to block. The quarterback's got to find you. The quarterback can't overthrow you or throw it in front of you or behind you. All of that plays into playing the wideout spot. It's a dependent position on everything. Hey, wide receiver runs out, does a stop and turn. That's no guarantee the ball's there. Could be a fumble at the snap. Quarterback could snap and fumble it. Throws a pick. The ball's deflected. All of that comes down to the quarterback. We will never win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts. You can't say that easy money because we've seen other quarterbacks like Colin Kaepernick get to the game. And I compare him to Colin Kaepernick. If Kaepernick can get there, I think Jalen can get there. Look, the way I talk, guys, I think you guys don't understand a little bit here how I approach things. I approach things on a realistic level. Throwing a little passion in, but we have real conversations here. I don't rub the lamp and go, well, if he does this and that, I, I don't know that. We'll see. You can't answer that question right now on July 12th. Watch this. Who's a better quarterback? You want to see something where people get crazy? And you want to see people who don't have reality? Who's a better quarterback, Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? Hear what you say. Who's a better quarterback? You want to see unrealistic comments? Get ready. If you had to have a quarterback right now to play for your football team between Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, who who would you take? It's Dak all night. It's Dak all night. More accurate. He's put up gigantic numbers. Guy's thrown. Daz goes, I'll never take Dak. That's your colors talking, but okay. That's Watch this. Daz, you'll never take Dak is a good answer. Okay? That's a good answer. Hurts by far, not close. Really. Hurts by far and not close. Really. Let me take a look at something here. I I, I, I have to. <laughs> Dak Prescott numbers. Let me take a look at this. Dak Prescott, by the numbers, 
By the way, he's 52 and 32, 13 and 3, 9 and 7, 10 and 6, 8 and 8, 11 and 5. He's thrown for 36, 67, 23 touchdowns, and four picks. 33, 24, 22 touchdowns, 13 picks. 38, 85, 22 touchdowns, eight picks. 49, 02. 30 touchdowns, five picks. Last year, 4,449 yards, 37 touchdowns, and 10 picks. You think Jalen Hurts is ever going to put those kind of numbers up, like in your life? You really think he's going to put 4,900 yards up? Okay, tell me. Hurts for the paychecks. Hurts is a good running back. Dak is an empty calorie stat pattern. I'm realistic. Hurts by far. I'll take Dak all night over that guy. All night. I think Jalen's got a better team, though. How about this? Xander, let me ask you this. Let's see what you got. If Dak Prescott's a starting quarterback on the Philadelphia Eagles, do they get to the NFC Championship game? Shit, I think they get to the Super Bowl and may win it. With that roster and how he throws the ball with talented wideouts, I think the Cowboy, I think the Eagles would be 15 and 2. The the um, Eagles would be 15 and 2. They win six games. Eric goes, you suck. This is Eagles town. (laughs) Conversation once again goes sideways because some guy can't have a conversation. That's a dude that you just stop talking to because there's no reasoning with it. There's none. He'll tell you that Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the league. And you know by far he's like the 17th. Give me one of those quarterbacks in the final four of last year's playoffs. Dak has had great wideouts almost every year. Well, Jalen had spectacular wideouts at Alabama and lost his job. Actually, one of them that's on the team now was a freshman. His best wide receiving core actually was in Alabama with Calvin Ridley. And Waddle and all them dudes. His best receiving core were all those first rounders at Alabama. And he lost his gig. Oh, college. Okay. He's had better wideouts? Yes, he has. He's had a better he's had better wideouts. I agree. I get, because the Eagles have not really had great wideouts. Like ever. That's a fact. You're right. Something to be said about that. Seals, but wasn't Juju Smith? He he had him at college at Oklahoma. He did. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not Juju, but he had CeeDee Lamb at Oklahoma and he had all those great uh, wide receivers 
at Alabama because he did have C.D. Lamb at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley. Bill, I love this guy, Bill. I do. I love this guy, Bill, here. Okay? Bill, I like it. I like it. All right. I got asked by the NFL Network to do the top 10 NFL teams. And they asked a bunch of us who I thought would be in that conversation for the top 10 National Football League teams. I'm going to unveil that next here. Please hit the like button. Don't forget, my friends. Big Sills here for Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. Listen, if you're hurt or injured on the job, know this. Without a doubt, Morgan & Morgan is your company and your law firm that will get you the fair compensation for you and your family. For the people, it's not a slogan. It is who they are. For the past 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion with their 800 attorneys I mean, it's the biggest law firm in the country, like I said. Offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida. Call them, please. 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. The consultation's free, and the call is free. Call them, 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sill sent you. resources and whether your case is big or small they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed but here's the good news we're big too the biggest actually and we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you size is our strength there's only one morgan and morgan for the people.com go for the polls and the pools go for the ooze and the Oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. 
Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, Mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. Please hit the like button. By the way, Lord Brunson will be with us. A fan's perspective on all the trash that's been going around Philadelphia about what D. Gunn and his friend w- reported. Want to get his thoughts. That'll be 4.30 Eastern time. Joseph says something here. Joseph, you must be new on how I do things, and you're not here. When Hertz makes the jump, don't act like you've been riding with him. I'll never act like that. I'll here. I'll give you that. that you know what? Too. I'll, I'll, I'll give you something else here. Last year, Xander goes, dude. You're here one week, and you're here this week. You're over here next week. One week you like the guy. Yeah, that was his play last year. It looked like you were reading somebody's heart and they were running a marathon. One day's here, one day's there. One day's here, one day's there. One day's here, one day. That was his play. I'm ne- Hey, if I see him getting better, I'm going to say it. But that doesn't necessarily mean, I, hey, could I? Wait a minute, Joseph. Could I be wrong? Oh, you weren't? No, no, no. No. Here, Joseph, have you ever been wrong? Do you ever come out and say this? Joseph, guess what? I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. You'll get that from me. I'm comfortable with who I am, and I'm comfortable. Joseph, if he balls out, I'll go like this, like I did with Lamar. I hear. Let me give you the comparison. I said Lamar Jackson, after his first season, wouldn't be in the league in five years. Now he's on the cusp of getting a $230 million contract, all guaranteed. I couldn't have been more wrong. I I couldn't have been more wrong. And you know what's cool? He's such a role model. He's such a dynamic player. How many times did Xander and I, after a weekend game, watching him play, you go like this? Shit. Hey, man, that guy's a freak show. It's almost like watching Michael Vick on steroids because he's bigger. I mean, he's just a spectacular football player. Spectacular ball player. I mean, 
I couldn't have been more wrong, man. But that's okay. Gaming. Wrong again, Sills? Like, what are you suggesting? When I picked that Vic went to Philadelphia and I broke that story? Or Stafford going to the Rams? What? Which one? Dude, do you know how many stories I broke last year? Matt Ryan going to, or Carson Wentz going to the Colts. I broke that one too. Because we had the head coach on. Sills love to rile us up. That's not, well, sometimes. He lives for it. Kenneth, is that what I do? Take it with a grain of salt. All right, let me go here then. I was asked by the National Football League's network, NFL network, to put my top 10 teams on a list, and I did. Here they are, 10. The Denver Broncos. I think the addition of Russell Wilson, new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett kind of worries me a little bit. Okay, but I think Russell Wilson's a hell of a football player. Number nine, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm still going with the Cowboys until the Eagles beat them. You can't project something you haven't done yet in three years. You can't project that. Okay? You can't project that. Lotus, dude, people are saying you're lying about talking to Jimmy Garoppolo's agent. They're wrong. I don't care what they say. Of course they do. There's other media members attacking a friend of mine right now because he just said something. Other media members? You know what I say to that? I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I could care less what other media people think of me. Number eight, the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not saying this, but it's all over the Bay Area. Of course it is. (laughs) Nobody likes to get scooped. Hey, nobody like, hey, and by the way, Lotus, so you know, I'm not a journalist, okay? I'm not a reporter. I've never called myself one, and I never will call myself that. I don't, I don't go under that title. I'm a talk show host, okay? Thank you, Lotus. That, that's all you need to know, okay? I have massive sources And all of them know, general managers and head coaches come on this show all the time. By the way, real quick, I I got the Ravens at number eight. Let me stop for a second. Xander, how many times have we had Bruce Arians on the show here? Lotus, I want to make a point to you. Three. We've had Bruce Arians, the former head coach 
of the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers on three times this year. Now, if I were lying, would Bruce Arians come on this program? Ask yourself that. He's now a senior vice president of the team, which means he only answers to the Glazers. Where do you guys think I get this stuff from? The people that I know in the business. You think I just make it up? And then get this. Lotus, how about this? Just so all your people in the Bay Area know, Bruce Arians said that he would have stayed as the head coach of the Buccaneers if Tom had stayed retired. Okay? Then people reported that a month later like it was brand new news. We had it a month earlier. And I talked to Bruce Arians about looking at other quarterbacks, and they were. Who do you think I got it from? My God almighty, man. Xander, some of the guys, it's crazy. Why would Kevin Colbert, Frank Reich, Bruce Arians, all these professionals, and Tom Telesco, come on our program if we were lying. I can't wait to see how these cats nitpick themselves into silence. Grant Cone blasting this. That's okay. Grant's an entertainer too. He's an entertainer too. I don't, I don't have a problem. Hey, being blasted is part of the gig. Seals is changing the name. The first report show. I actually like that. But, 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 hey, don't tell your source. You guys see my sources. They come on the show all the time. Hey, so Gigi, look at what, look at what Gigi's saying. The Seahawks are interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, apparently. So let me get this right. Pete Carroll, Xander, listen to this. Pete Carroll, who's 70 years old, has called John Lynch in the division, in the division, to make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're going to give him a fifth-round pick for a guy who's 36 and 14. Wait a minute. I'm full of shit. (laughs) I'm full of shit. Are you kidding? Here. Here's Jimmy G so you could be good and beat us. While we flop around with Trey Lance. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm full of shit. Hey, Xander, I'm full of shit for having a secession plan for Brady and Tampa. But trading Garoppolo in the division. For a 70-year-old coach who you know they want to tank this year to get into the draft next year, that's why they traded all those picks to Denver or they traded Russell to get those picks from Denver so they could get one of the quarterbacks next year. How stupid can you be? 
but what I reported was wrong. But the Niners are going to trade Garoppolo to an in-division, in-conference opponent who they play twice a year. (laughs) Oh, my God. People believe anything, man. For a fifth rounder, yeah. (laughs) For a fifth rounder. For a guy who's won all those games. How stupid can you... Hey, Lotus, throw that around in the... Hey, Lotus, you're telling me my take doesn't make sense in the Bay Area. But trading Garoppolo to Seattle makes sense. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. Philly did it with McNabb. Yeah, because Philly thought he was at the end of it. Oh, my God. All this hating on Hurts. Why does Gannon get a pass? He don't. Defensive coordinator, head coach, and Jalen Hurts, that's the order I have that I'm watching this year for that team. Okay? If I must be honest, Dak is a better quarterback Jalen has a better team. That's exactly what I've been saying, Jones. That's that's exactly correct. Hey, watch this. To your point, Jones, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. Stafford's got a better team. Okay? Very rarely do you have a guy pull a team out of the toilet bowl like Joe Burrow. Okay? You know how difficult that is to do? You're pulling a football team out of the toilet. The Bengals, with the second worst O-line in the league, he pulled them out of the toilet. You don't get that often where you see somebody do that. Even Josh Allen has to have a good roster around him. Dak is better for now? That's a fair comment. Jesse, Rodgers is a better quarterback then here, he's a better quarterback than Russell Wilson, but Wilson may have a better team. Happens all the time. Especially with finances in the sport today where you can't keep these wide receivers any longer at $20 million. That's one thing that's becoming apparent. You can't have a $25 million wideout and a $50 million quarterback. They experienced that in Kansas City this offseason. Kansas City couldn't keep both. Kansas City never even offered Tyreek Hill a contract. That was comparable to what Miami did. They put some numbers on a piece of paper and Hill went, it's not even close to what Miami goes like, well, that's where we are right now. You're not more important than Mahomes. These wideouts get butthurt over it and they leave. Then they leave and they go to places where they're not going to fulfill the contract because the quarterback is less. This is where Brady was brilliant. The reason Brady took haircuts in New England all those years is because he knew he needed a roster around him to succeed. Brady, every single freaking year, invested in himself, took less money so he could have a full roster. These quarterbacks and wideouts, they want the bag of money. They don't see anything else. Tyreek Hill will never live up to that contract in Miami. I guarantee you, Tyreek Hill will not have 1,000 yards this year. Remember I said that. 
book it. Tyreek Hill will not have 1,000 yards because Tua will struggle to find him. Then we'll talk about accuracy. That's why Tyreek Hill came out a couple days ago going, well, this is the year that Tua's got to pr- – he's got to prove it. Okay? Ah, Xander just said something. Hey, Xander, what's the exact money that AJ's making per year? Okay. What, what, what's, is he making 25? Does anybody know? Is he making $25 million? Is, 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 is AJ Brown making $25 million? Let me see what that deal is. He's making 25. What is AJ Brown's contract with the Philadelphia Eagles? According to CBS Sports, the Philadelphia Eagles worked quickly to sign AJ Brown, agreeing to a four-year, $100 million extension after acquiring. Okay. How many people think that AJ Brown will live up to that $100 million contract in Philly? With a quarterback. Like that. Four years, 105, 26.25. How many people think he lived? You think he lived? So, so Meta, he lives up to 68 catches, 998 and eight. That's living up to it? He's never had 1,200 yards in a season in his entire career. Ever. And he's going to play with a lesser arm. He's only, he's only 24? Well, that guy in Cincinnati, that Jamar Chase, I think he's 21. I saw him grab 1,500 yards last year. Jalen Waddell, what is he, 22? I saw him get 104 catches. Jalen Waddles had a better season one year than any year, three years that A.J. Brown has ever had. That is an absolute fact. He's got a legitimate quarterback? Dude, are you under some impression that you think that Jalen's better than Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill was the number one seed in the AFC last year without Derrick Henry. Okay? He's made it to an AFC championship game the year previous. My God. Dude, you got to beat a winning team first. Tannehill's a bum. Then what's your guy? Remember when Wentz forced Fed Ertz in 2018? It'll be the same in Philly. I believe that AJ's a top 10 wide receiver in the league. His numbers aren't top 10, but I agree. I think he's a top 10 talent. I do think he's a top 10 talent. I think he reminds me a lot of DK Metcalf in Seattle. I, 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 I agree. He just doesn't have legitimate numbers. Okay. 
they're, they're not top flight numbers. Like when you think of the top receivers in the league with big numbers, he ain't it. Run first offense takes away opportunities from AJ. Absolutely, Travis. That's my point. Why not living up to the contract? Okay, Flex, got it. We have 4,000-yard options if we had a real quarterback. If Joe Burrow is in the Philadelphia Eagles system, Dallas Goddard has 1,100 yards. AJ has 1,100. Smith could be a 1,000-yard receiver. And I would even say this. Quez probably has 700. Look at the difference between that and having to move around AJ like Debo Samuel. DJ Moore gets his 1,200 in Carolina, and we know their quarterback struggle. Yeah, those are empty calories. We're talking about trying to win games and move the sticks. Anybody could throw behind the sticks when you're 4-12 and 12 and have all those numbers. Isn't that what you say about Kirk Cousins? Seals, which quarterback are the Eagles drafting next draft? Now, could, hey, Jess, let's worry about 2012. I mean, 2022, man. Let's see what we got going on here first. Imagine if we draft Burrow. Dude, Joe Burrow. I never thought he wasn't going to be a non-success in the NFL. That kid had one of the greatest seasons, and I loved his moxie when they told him at Ohio State he couldn't play. Dak has some empty calories. I agree. He's got some empty calories. I got a list from NFL executives on their top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. I want to throw that out also. My friend Lord Brunson will be with us. Fans' perspective on all this stuff going around about Hurts having a bad day at practice. Is it anything? Is it a big thing? Is it a little thing? Want to hit on that? Hour two. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, got fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour two, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. How many people think that Devontae Smith struggled last year as a rookie with the Eagles? Not hard to break your rookie record. I mean, if he did. He didn't struggle. His quarterback did. Okay. His quarterback struggled, is what Xander says. So that had repercussions on Devontae's numbers. Hey, without me looking him up, can somebody post his numbers for me? 930 yards, his rookie year with Hurts at quarterback is a good year. Could have easily broke 1,200 with a passer. Huh. How many people believe, let's see here, 64 catches, 916, and five touchdowns, pretty pedestrian. And in in today's NFL, very pedestrian. Well, h- hang on, hang on here, Xander. Okay, it's eighty-five and thirteen and ten touchdowns with a quarterback. So, he didn't struggle. The quarterback did. How do we know that if you send Jalen Rager to Tom Brady, Tom Brady turned Amendola, Edelman, Deion Branch, Troy Smith, who was a DB, into a productive wideout. Edelman, you could make the argument, is a postseason MVP. Wait, he did win a Super Bowl MVP. How do you know Jalen Rager, who has been in an absolute shit show, 
at quarterback in Philadelphia the last three years. How do you know it's just not, well, if it works for Jalen, well, he's got another coordinator. He's got a different head coach. He's got a different system. By the way, I'm not making excuses up for Jalen Rager. I'm just saying it's impossible to get numbers in the Philadelphia quarterback system. It's impossible to get numbers. You see, you know why A.J. loved coming to Philly? Because he doesn't have them. He doesn't have gigantic numbers. That's why it was an easy transition for him. Running attack in Tennessee, running attack in Philly. They'll respect my numbers at 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, 70 catches. You're not going to respect those numbers in Las Vegas. L.A., both teams, Kansas City, you're not going to respect 1,000 yards. 60 yards a game, that's not going to cut it in those cities or on those teams. A.J. fits in Philly with those numbers. How do we know Jalen Rager? I saw somebody post something. I don't think anybody can make him a good quarterback. How do you know that? You haven't had one. You haven't had one in four years, five years. How do you know? If you're a wide receiver, you just got through telling me a guy you drafted number one, if he had a decent quarterback, would have had 1,200 yards this year. And you pick up a guy who's averaged less than 1,003. Colin Kaepernick led the Niners to this. Not talking about that. I'm talking about production. I'm talking about a player's production here. This is a different conversation. We were a run-heavy team. Are you trying to tell me in Tennessee they're not a run-heavy team with Derrick Henry? (laughs) Guy had 1,000 yards at the break. Fifteen hundred. Jeremiah goes, okay, stop it now. I don't believe Jalen is great, but there's film to say Rager's worse. I'm not saying that Jalen Rager's ever going to live up to being a first-round draft choice. I think that time has passed. But I think another quarterback could get production out of him. Don't you think the air of confidence is out of them too because the quarterback overthrows, doesn't lead him right, takes off running, and he's not a blocker in the run game. All the things that were anti-Jalen Rager were things he needed to be when he came to Philly. That's a poor assessment by Howie. If you're a run-dominant team like you just said, wait, if you're a run-dominant team like you said you are, Jalen Rager doesn't block in the run game. Your quarterback's on training wheels, and you got a training wheels head football coach. How do you know that Jalen Rager is not part of the failure in the system of the passing game, which you were 27th last year? How do you know that? And this is why he's on the roster. I think this is the reason that Howie keeps him on the roster is because Howie made the move for the Saints picks and the first-rounders in 2023, because he knows that. 
You're telling me Jalen Rager wouldn't have better numbers with a better quarterback? When you say no to that and you say, well, Devontae would have better numbers, it works for everyone. I'm not saying Jalen Rager would have 1,200 yards, but he'd have more than 23 yards a game. It works for everyone, folks. Not just guys you want to handpick on the chessboard. Brady had McNeil Harry and couldn't do shit with him. Okay. Nikhil Harry was the first and only number one draft choice by Bill Belichick in his 22 years in New England. And Brady had one year with him. That's you got to catch the ball to have better numbers. You got to be able to throw the ball and hit the guy in the hands, too, not overthrow. Lotus said, dude, you guys need a quarterback after this year because Brady is gone after this year, and it will be like the season with McKay. I am old, so I knowledge with hey, Lotus, I can't wait to see what Tra- Trey Lance does. Trust me, I'm not a Trey Lance guy. I don't think he's it. We'll see. Nikhil Harry was is terrible. He is. Zero separation. He wasn't good at Arizona State like that. When he got off the line of scrimmage, you saw it. He couldn't get off the line of scrimmage and get separation. At least Jalen Rager at TCU, when you saw him get off the line, he was explosive. I never thought that pick was a good pick because I didn't think he, if you can't get separation in the Pac-12, you're surely not going to get separation in the AFC East. Trey Lance, Justin Fields. The only reason that I think Trey Lance has a chance of succeeding is because of Kyle Shanahan. You're never going to see a quarterback succeed in Chicago because we haven't. Chicago is the death ground for quarterbacks the same way that Ohio State doesn't produce quarterbacks that are worth the shit in the next level. They have not produced one quarterback that's worth the shit at that program in 150 years. 150 years of football. Ohio State's never produced a quarterback for the NFL. Ever. GT, what up, friend? Never produce. Trask could surprise people, underdog his whole life. Rob, I like I like Kyle Trask. I love that story on how Florida got him. Only one school recruited him. He broke all those numbers in Gainesville. I love the fact when you hear Dan Mullen talking about him. I, I, I like his story too. I see why the Bucks and Brady and all those guys in Tampa like him. I'm a, I'm a Kyle Trask fan. I like him too. Sales, who's better, A.J. Brown or Des Bryant? Des Bryant. Des Bryant. I don't have to think 10 seconds about it. 
Which King says, I think Fields would thrive in Pittsburgh. Because of better coaching. Better coaching, they develop. Probably. I didn't forget the list. I got it. Rager was terrible with Wentz and Doug. Wentz was terrible. Doug was terrible without Frank Wright. They were terrible there too. Whole thing fell apart. Plus you have a general manager ambushing you from atop. There was nothing healthy about that environment in Philly during Doug Peterson's final two years. Nothing healthy. Quarterback position was unsettled because he didn't like the way he played in that Seattle game, Howie. Doug wanted to play different guys on the roster. Howie didn't. And you had a pissing match going on between the GM and head coach. Seth Joyner came on this show numerous times. By the way, Seth will be on with us next week. So there was a pissing match there. Rager redeems himself and burns the devil infested evil curse. (laughs) And he'll never do that. I like Trask. I do. I think Kyle Trask is a heck of a football player. Um, I love, and again, like I said, I love his story. Letting your emotions get the uh, sales. I'm not going there. All right. I got this list here. And. NFL executives have put the top 10 quarterbacks in the National Football League together here. And I was asked this morning to give my thoughts to the NFL Network on who I thought were the top 10 guys. And here's where I'm going to go here, okay, with your top 10 guys. 10, Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys. I think Dak is put up when you start looking at his numbers again, and you see the numbers that you want out of a starting quarterback, I agree with the executive here. Now, these are not mine. These are NFL executives, 32 executives, put this list together of the 10 best quarterbacks. Number nine, Deshaun Watson. Cleveland Browns. Isn't it something to watch here for, hey, Isn't it a really good lesson to watch what Cleveland's doing? They are taking a ton of shit. A ton of shit. Bad publicity. Everything. And you know one thing they're not doing? They are not wavering on their commitment to Deshaun Watson. And the $230 million in guarantees that they've given him. They're not wavering in any way because why they know this. Once this gets settled, supposedly there's only three people left in this whole debate here. And he's going to get through these three here and he's going to have a shorter suspension than what people thought. And winning is going to take care of all this. Cleveland's going to go on and win a lot of ball games here. Number eight, Russell Wilson. Again, these are NFL executives' top 10 quarterbacks. 
I think Russell Wilson with a brand new environment in Denver, I think he's going to do a lot of great things. Number seven, Justin Herbert. Love this kid. Since day one, Mario Cristobal told me that this guy was going to be a star, and he is a star. I think they're going to do and see the biggest movement this year, in my opinion, from the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to have the biggest movement this year. Number six, Matthew Stafford, Los Angeles Rams. Look at the quarterbacks that you have in L.A. now. If Justin Herbert and Matthew Stafford and both teams are going to be, I think, 12-win ball teams this year, could you see the Rams and the Chargers in the Super Bowl in Glendale? Maybe. Here are your top five, according to NFL executives, 32 executives. Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. This guy here has just taken the NFL by storm. Number four, Tom Brady. What can you say about the GOAT? These are the top 10 quarterbacks from NFL executives. Number three, Josh Allen, Buffalo. I think Allen's going to have the MVP season this year. Number two, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City. And number one, Aaron Rodgers. So one down, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady at four, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert at seven, Russell Wilson at eight, Deshaun Watson at nine, Dak Prescott at 10. 32 NFL executives put this list together, and there are your top 10 NFL quarterbacks, according to league officials. Um, do I do I agree with the list? You could debate Dak. I'd like to see Lamar in there. Um, I think Derek Carr has been a top 10 guy. But I think any of these quarterbacks right now, these armed – and by the way, what do you notice about every single one of these quarterbacks – not one of them are runners. There's no running quarterbacks here. They're sprint out guys. But there's no running quarterbacks. These NFL executives, this is their list. You don't see Lamar Jackson, who I think is a star. But you don't see that. All right. Tell you what, there's been a lot of conversation going on over 10 plays. And I want to get to my friend, Lord Brunson here. LB, I appreciate you coming aboard. By the way, man, I know I was <laughs> watching you. You were looking at that list. What do you make of that there? These, these 10 guys, I'll read them off to you again. Dak at 10, Deshaun Watson 9, Russell Wilson 8, Justin Herbert 7, Matthew Stafford 6, Joe Burrow 5, Tom Brady 4, Josh Allen 3, Patrick Mahomes. This is not my list, by the way. Uh, number two, and Aaron Rodgers, number one. NFL executives, all 32, put these top 10 together. What do you make of it? I mean, you you really can't argue with the names on the list. Um, the only one guy that I would kind of have a debate for for not being on the list is Dak, you know, and replacing him with Lamar. That's the only thing that I could really see because just like I heard you mention that, you know, it's not a lot of running quarterbacks on the list, but Lamar is a superstar. He brings so much other stuff to the to the table. I mean, how can you have a top 10 without Lamar Jackson? But I, I'm not mad at the list. That Dak is a phenomenal quarterback as well, but Lamar should probably have that spot if it's up to me. And you could even maybe even try to sneak in Derek Carr somehow because I think Carr's been a heck of a quarterback the last 
couple of years, and he's always in the top 10 with numbers. But again, like you said, I think mm-hmm. you could throw all these names in and you can have them sit there at any spot there and kind of change the order up. All right. I agree. I want I want to get your perspective on this. And first, let me let me bury the lead here with you on this. Mm-hmm. And so that stuff that was reported, and again, uh, Derek Gunn, who we have on our channel, and he he said that someone told him in a 10-play drive, and this is a sequence of a practice, which is traditionally about an hour and 45 minutes. So three, three picks, three sacks, incompletions. And again, how you get a sack on seven-on-seven seven or in a team drill like that, they probably have the stopwatch. And if mm-hmm. you get past three seconds, LB, they call it a sack if you don't get rid of the ball. I right. said this. It's 10 bad plays. Tom Brady had 10 bad plays. His mm-hmm. third practice, Bruce Arians told me. I agree. Big deal or no deal, what you were watching I mean, not, this story. Not, 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 really, not really a big deal. So first of all, I want to say, you know, a gun has been, you know, at this for a long time. I got a lot of respect for gun. So I never really questioned me personally, the validity of what he was saying. I just think the big gripe with a lot of Philadelphia fans right now is the timing of it. This supposedly happened in May. We're hearing about this in July and we got training camp coming up in two weeks, you know, because, because the average fan, everything the average fan has been hearing is how great he's been performing. You know what I mean? Then to hear this, supposedly happened a month or some change ago, you know, I think it kind of threw a lot of people for a loop. Now I will say this, I'm not taking, you know, into consideration anything negative is in terms of Jalen Hurts' development from 10 plays. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not, that doesn't change anything for me because I've been in situations, you know, obviously I was active duty. I've been in military situations where if you don't get battle calls right, for instance, you do it over and over and over and over again until you get it right. So it could have been one of those situations. And, And to your point about the sack situation, if they put a hand on them, they blow the play dead. That's a sack. That counts as a sack. So, you know, I, I agree. It's just the timing of it got a lot of people up in arms, you know. So I'm not really – 10 plays, who cares? It's practice. You know, in two, LB, they could be working on things. I right. mean, okay, right. you're trying to get all these pieces. And as I've told you before, you know, you're trying to work. It's like bringing in new superstars and trying to figure out there's one football, there's one mm-hmm. basketball – you're trying to get everybody their touches. So you've got to work on chemistry. And sometimes that chemistry is going to lag a little bit and you're going to be right. behind the clock a little bit. So three sacks, that doesn't really shock me with new personnel out there mm-hmm. that you're trying to get everybody on the same page. Plus, they're trying to help them on reading more, right. from one to two to three. All of that is, look, I, I, I am a Jalen Hurts. I don't think, watch this. I question if Jalen's going to be the guy. However, the 10 plays mean absolutely nothing to me because it's seven on seven and it's mini camp. I mean, I agree. This this is the thing. So I'm perfectly fine with people questioning that because Jalen Hurts has left those questions unanswered with the timing. It's it's just the timing for me, the timing for me. And then, you know, um, not under not not really understanding, you know, the temperament of some of these young guys. So I'm th- I'm 35. That makes me 10 years older than um, AJ Brown. I know how these guys operate. I know that they're going to go to social media. 
and they're going to stir the pot. They're going to defend their guy. And, and to have it happen on social media makes it even bigger. This isn't and this isn't 2002 when Twitter wasn't as big as it was when these type of things were happening. So when you come out with the timing and then when you come out with a superstar wide receiver saying, no, that's not what happened. That ain't how it happened. It kind of makes everything look funky. You know what I mean? Can I, so can I, can I say this to you, though? Yeah. There's a part of me that goes like this about AJ and Lane Johnson. Hey, you know, I mean, they jumped to their boy's side. And mm -hmm. they were right there. If, if Would you agree the one thing that we can all agree with is that Jalen Hurts has galvanized this entire roster and that yes. locker room. And yes. whether you think he's the guy or not, they're going to be going into training camp and into the fall as one unit. Everything is being used as fuel for the playing field. And that, that, that's, that's even our own media, even the things I say, the things you say, it will all be used as fuel for the greater good of the football team. And to see guys like Lane Johnson, who's won a Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Guy, he's, he's, he's top 10, argue, top 10, top five in this position to see guys galvanize around Jalen Hurts and to see guys show the support for Jalen Hurts, a guy that so many people are so unsure about makes me feel better. So this would be my advice for all Philadelphia fans out there. You just get with it. Just hope for the best because the team believes in them. Ownership believes in them. They bring these pieces around them. So it would just behoove you to hope for the best as well. And we'll see where the chips fall. I'm going to ask a couple questions here that I, that I threw off everybody too. And I want to get your perspective on this here. Now, look, I'm going to set this up by doing this. James Bradbury, and you correct me if I'm wrong here. James Bradbury on a one-year deal. Uh, Javon Hardgrave, he's going into the final year of his contract. Uh, Fletcher has one year deal with the Eagles. Um, Jason Kelsey is likely to retire. Lane Johnson probably has two years, three tops. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking at a lot of one year deals. Uh, Miles Sanders probably will not be resigned um, when it comes to the offseason here. So we've got a lot of guys on prove it deals. We got a lot of guys that if they want to get contract extensions, have to go in and really play well. And three years from now, who do you think has a better franchise, the Cowboys or the Eagles? Uh, I think it's the Eagles, simply because, you know, you you still have Nicole Dean on a rookie deal. Um, you have Jordan Davis on a rookie deal. They'll still be on rookie deals in three years. A.J. Brown will still be locked up on his roster. Um, you would have answered the safety question. I think that's a top priority for next year's draft. You know what I mean? We'll have a quarterback probably not signed. Well, well, depending on what Jalen Hurts does, you'll have rookie running backs. I think it's flat out the Philadelphia Eagles. The Dallas Cowboys don't like to spend money in the offseason for some strange reason. You know, they like to tell us how much they're on Forbes. But so spend some money on some free agents. I, I just think they like to do it in the draft. So I think we'll be the ones that's going to continue to spend money. Listen, this is how I see it. So Howie Roseman is on the all-time high right now. And how do you keep staying like that? By doing what you did in the draft, getting young players and young stars and signing guys in free agency, saving money, pushing contracts down into the road. I think it's the Eagles hand down simply because you still got Howie. Do you think that A.J. Brown lives up to the $100 million four-year contract that he signed when here? I don't think that Tyreek Hill is going to live up to $25 million because he's got a lesser quarterback than mm -hmm. he had in Kansas City. Whatever you think of Tua. He's not right. that guy in KC. Exactly. A.J. Brown is a guy who's averaged only 68 catches and 998 yards in his three years at Tennessee. Now, remember, mm -hmm. it's a different dynamic, Lord, than, than, say, Debo Samuel. And the fact this, 
his numbers are going to be more acceptable in Philadelphia because that's a predominantly run offense too. Mm-hmm. And in Philly, it's a predominantly run. So a thousand yards and 70 catches and what he does with the yak, that's acceptable mm-hmm. because of what he does in the run game. Also when blocking just your right. perspective. Now, do you think he lives up to this hundred million dollar contract? So, so it's for, for me, it's not so much living up to the contract because that's just the going rate for a top guy. You know what I mean? That's what you got to pay a top guy. But the, the fact is we got the right guy. So I think he lives up to it easily because just like you said, he had, he had a season. He's one of the only wide receivers that I can think of that averaged 20 yards of reception in the last three years. I tried to find another guy. I couldn't find one. What does that tell me and you? That tells me that he's taking an eight-yard reception to the house. You know what I mean? He can do things like that. So he don't need to have a deep route tree. All you got to do is get the, hand, get the ball in his hands, and he can make something happen. So I think he lives up to it. You know, our expectations in Philadelphia are, are pretty easy. Catch the ball if you're open. You know what I mean? And especially catch touchdowns if you're open. If you're doing that, you're living up to it. I think his his big asset is going to be in the red zone. I mm-hmm. think his I think his physicality, the way that he gets off the ball and separation off the ball, something that the Eagles have struggled on mightily. Two things: red zone offense and the screen game. Right. I think you're going and, and like you said, when he catches those little eight yard catches. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of like mini screens. You throw it to him in the slot. I'd like to see him more in the slot, actually, so that he could get more touches and more opportunities because he's a force, man, once he catches that ball. I mean, his yards after the catch are some of the best numbers in the league. Let me ask you this one here. Who will be the Eagles' starting quarterback in 2024? Hmm. I think it's going to be Jalen Hurts. I think it's going to be Jalen Hurts. I, I think, you know, I got high hopes for Jalen Hurts this upcoming season. I really think that he can be, you know, that that guy that, you know, breaks the wins his record for the passing yards in the season. So if Jalen Hurts takes you, not even crazy steps in the passing game, I always compare him to just having an arm of Jimmy Garoppolo. If you can do that with Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard. You know what I mean? You have a good chance of getting yourself a contract and being locked up this time next year. But it all depends on what Hurts does this year. So if I'm going to gamble, I'm going to say Jalen Hurts. You know, I think you and I kind of broached this the last time. I'm, I'm telling you here, LB, if if, if I see 3,800 yards mm-hmm. and I see 27 touchdowns and I don't see a high interception turnover ratio, I may come to him with a two-year, three-year contract and say this to him. Hey, listen, we don't want to blow up the football team now, because look, here's the one thing I tried telling people. Tom Brady took haircuts, LB, his entire 20-year career in New England. Mm -hmm. Never was the highest paid guy. He took less money because he knew he needed other components on his football team to be able, and this is what Dallas's problem is right now. They got a boatload of money tied up in Zeke and in Dak. And Mm -hmm. some of the guys on deep, they're they're strapped against the cap here, where the Eagles are not against the cap. Plus, some of that money with Alshon Jeffries, it falls off. Plus, the cap is going to go up. Why not do this if you see enough of an improvement? Here's a three-year contract, $30 million. You're roughly around. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Now what the salary cap number would be anyway for that if you franchise tagged them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you franchise tagged them, it's probably going to be $31 million right there. It's I, mean, gonna be, I think it's going to be more than that. Maybe 32 33 It could be in yeah. that conversation there. Okay. So you sign up to a three-year contract. Guy's making 1.1 now. Right. I mean, I don't think I don't think you could keep a $25 million wideout and a $50 million quarterback on your roster at the same time. We saw it in Green Bay. They couldn't keep Devontae. They point. had to ship his ass. They in Kansas City too. That's a good point. So 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 I think what the I think the way that you're thinking about it is you want them to improve, but you don't want them to turn into Patrick Mahomes after the season. Because if something like that was to happen, then he could command the big money. So if he gives you 3,800 yards, you know, that, that's a good enough improvement for you personally, good enough improvement for me as well, then he, you can make a case to keep him at $29, $30 million a year, which would be significantly cheaper than what guys like Josh Allen is going to get. And Lamar Jackson, you know, those guys are going to break the bank. Jalen Hurts necessarily doesn't have that power right now to break the bank because he's a second round pick. And it's still some questions. I think he takes a deal to stay playing with AJ Brown. I think that was the big, the big piece. See, I don't, I don't think he's considered or looked at like Josh Allen and those guys. And exactly. I think, so you don't have to rip it apart because look, LB, his value is in Philly. It's mm-hmm. nowhere else, really. If he went on the open market, you're not going to have the Bears give him a $30 million contract. That's not his value is in a development of what they've been doing with the team around him. That's what, like Dak, when Dak's big. I agree. Dak, Dak was not going to get $50 million on the open market, in my opinion, from anybody but Dallas. And they were basically negotiating with themselves. If you're Philly and you feel comfortable, like I said, 3,800 yards, 3,890, 28 touchdowns, and you win the division and you mm-hmm. get into the postseason and win a wild card game, or, I mean, you win a divisional round game, now we're talking about doing this. Let's not upset this. Okay. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Here's something exactly. else I want to I throw at you here. And I, I asked this question yesterday, and everybody couldn't answer it. So I'm asking you here on July 12th, do you think Howie Roseman 
made that trade with the Saints for a safety or for a quarterback next year on right as of right now today mm-hmm. what do you for quarterback. think he made that trade for absolutely for a quarterback so he as absolutely of right made now, it for a quarterback in your opinion you think Howie is in the market for a quarterback and if Jalen it's up to him this year to dispel him and to show him he needs to change his direction. Is that what we're exactly? Saying? Exactly. That 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 was in that was a security blanket for a quarterback because the quarterbacks coming out of this year's uh, well coming out of the draft that just passed it wasn't that many of them, which is why guys like Carson Strong went undrafted. You know, it wasn't a great pool of quarterbacks if you ask me. Next year the um the draft class should be a little deeper in that position. So I think Howie Roseman is looking at it from a multitude of things. Like if Jalen Hurts pans out, then you can go get the best safety in the draft. Or you can go get another cornerback. That way you don't have to pay Bradbury. You know what I mean? There's so many other things you can do with that first round pick if Jalen Hurts pans out. Now, if Jalen Hurts doesn't pan out, you can re-sign Bradbury and you can go get another quarterback. You know, you can keep a stout defense around, you know, a, a younger quarterback and try to develop him. I have no doubt in my mind that that was for a quarterback. It's, it's Howie Roseman. <laughs> it is. It's, it, it, as, as our boy Philly 500 says, it's Howie right. Vision. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm here. I'm hearing that Julio Jones has had some minor conversations with Philly, other teams too. Obviously, Green Bay. Um, I think the uh, Raiders are in this conversation too. He may be looking to see what happens in training camp and maybe even the first part of the season. Um, the wide receiving core, I don't think it's very deep, and here's why: Devontae goes down or AJ goes down. You were you were a year ago. You know, I mean, yeah. if AJ Brown goes down, it's it's you're you're kind of where you were last year. I get your second year in the system. Do they need more depth at that position? I don't think so. I actually think we're I actually think we're pretty deep. You know, now now you have a situation to where Rager is like your fourth guy. We keep forgetting about Pascal. Pascal can play. You know, a, a lot of people like to think of him as just uh, this run blocking bigger guy, but he's very effective in the red zone. So if you run into a situation to where Devontae goes down, you still got AJ, Pascal, and Rager. You know, we're not all, no, nobody's really expecting much out of Rager. Now, if two of your starting wide receivers go down, that's a problem for every roster in the National Football League. But I think we're just as deep as they come. So, I, you know, AJ Brown wouldn't do it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Julio Jones wouldn't do much but stunt the development of guys like Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins needs to be on the field as much as possible. So you had a problem with when the report came out just because it was five <laughs> months ago. Hey, you, you know what, though? I'll t- tell you. I mean, there's one thing that I've learned. I mean, anything that's said negatively about Jalen Hurts, yeah. I mean, people are jumping on that guy no matter what it is because I think it's they want to give him a fair shot because of what. Yep. Th- does this all go back to Carson Wentz? It and, does. And what I mean it- by that is, how it left and how he left and how it ended so horrifically that they really want to give this kid the chance to really succeed. Is that, is that, yeah, because, yeah, because, you know, even myself, I often wonder what would have happened if we would have gave Carson Wentz another chance after that four and 12 season. You know what I mean? I, I think about that all the time and, you know, with these weapons, exactly with these weapons and where we are right now. But, you know, this is, this is the thing. This is Philadelphia. So when the report is out and it's something bad happening, we want it right then and there. We want it now. Like, you know what I mean? If if if, if you got a source, Dan, and he's telling you that this dude is stinking it up in practice, I want Dan, I want to turn on National the Football Show and I want to hear Dan tell me that day. You know what I mean? I don't want to be hit with no surprises because 
We built the roster. We're all excited. We've been hearing great things about OTAs. Why is this coming out now? That was that was my only concern with it. I think it's true. I think it was a bad practice. I would never say Gunn would lie about something like that. I just think the timing of it is just a little, you know, like why now? You know, I think that's the you know the the mindset of most of Philadelphia. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, if yeah. it, I I hadn't realized that this was something that happened months ago. Right. Because my initial it response just happened a couple of days ago. Exactly. I'm like, damn, we're practicing. I must be missing something. Hmm. Then it turns out that this happened in May. And, you know, I do a little more research. This was an old report, you know, from an old source. So, you know, it is what it is, you know, but, you you know, my biggest thing is, you know, when you're dealing with today's 23 and today's 25 year olds, Dan, they're going to go to social media and defend themselves. I'm telling you. And these hey. guys come with fan bases bigger than you and I. Oh, so it's dude, no doubt. AJ right. Brown was right. on that thing calling it bullshit from the go, man. Exactly. <laughs> he started talking about McNabb and T.O. He started doing his homework. What up, Vince Papal? I'm like, oh, my God. It's about to get dark. <laughs> What's man. going on? Did you like it as a media guy? Did you like it that he? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Media? Absolutely. I loved it because I didn't like when he did it with Miles. Then when he did it with Jalen Hurts, I said, you know, this guy is prepared to go to war. He's prepared because he knows he got to back it up on the field. You know that now. You've talked a lot. You haven't even taken a snap with Philly. And I think he could back it up. You you know, we haven't had a T.O. guy like this in a while, Dan. Remember T.O. used to talk? Nobody could guard me. He's T.O. with a smile. (laughs) Right? He's like T.O. with a smile here, man. So Exactly, man. Love it, man. Hey, man, really appreciate your time, man. You're always awesome. Thank you so much yeah, for man. Doing this, brother. No doubt, man. I'm gonna hit you up, Dan. We got I gotta get you on, man. I've got been you, saying man. it, but it, I'm gonna make it happen. It. You know I'm there for you. Call me, let I me know. I got you, brother. All right, Thank guys. You, man. That's my boy there, man. LB, Lord Brunson. Appreciate him doing that for us here. Like it, man. All right, hey, Morgan and Morgan, where the fee is free. If you're hurt or injured on the job, my friends, call Morgan and Morgan. For the people, it's not a slogan. It's just absolutely who they are. They have over 800 attorneys. They're the biggest law firm in the country when it comes to defending their clients. No such thing as a fender vendor at Morgan & Morgan. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Trust me when I tell you, the biggest law firm going to battle for you, there's no such thing as a small case at Morgan & Morgan. 800-512-1600, 24-7. Seven days a week. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800 1600 And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say, it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So that's all right. I go to look at fake mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Seals. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. We appreciate it. You guys have been absolutely spectacular, and the show is just flying by. I mean, it's flying by. Look, I think there's one thing that's for sure here, okay? Follow me here when we're talking about Jalen and the football team. I said this in the open, and I'll say it again to you. Um, the name's Cilio Italian. No, it's Irish. <laughs> Lotus is the name Cilio Italian. I got the map of Sicily on my face. Okay. I got the map of Sicily. What are you kidding me? Big Sills of Paisan. Oh my God. So let me tell you what happened in the breaker. So my, my wife, get this. This is, this is the story of my life here. So I get a note. Let me read this thing. Like, she doesn't care. Next break, can you please come open my oil cap? I will only take a second. I can't get it. I've got three-minute breaks. 
And she wants me to run downstairs to open an oil cap. See, but here's my issue. Dinner could be on the line for that. So I've always got to be cognizant of that. Okay? I've always got to be worried of that. Dinner could be on the line. Oh, Xander. <laughs> Xander goes, I could double. Hey, let's do that at the top. Pay the tax sales. <laughs> Sounds like a surprise. She'd lock you in the basement again? She could. Okay. Look at you guys know me well here. Bleach goes, happy wife, happy life. I get asked to do the dumbest things. Go do it, sales. We will wait. Don't say that. She watches. Do your job. We know you're our... Hey, hey, listen. Just remember, man, just don't talk too loud. Do your job. Oh. Hey, hey, Lotus, thank you, man, for finding us. I really appreciate it. Didn't start out on a good note, but then again, that's that that's how I, I met my wife. Uh, look, you guys are not gonna like this. I was in Dallas with the Cowboys. I know. So I'm in Dallas at the Cowboys. We're at this really great restaurant. And, and, and I remember she came over to the table. I'm like, wow. I was like, okay. And every chick in Dallas is great looking. They're all great looking. So and I'm, I did this. Of course, you know me, man. You know, Hey, man, you know, Dallas Cowboy, Dan Cilio, I'm here with Jimmy Johnson. And she's like, well, I'm a Tom Landry guy. I said, well, Coach Landry signed me. Oh, did you play for Jimmy? I went, no. (laughs) She goes, oh, because nobody in this restaurant really likes Jimmy Johnson. And I'm going like, oh. So sure enough, man, you know, we start talking. I get her number, this and that. So she calls me. Hey. I'm the girl you met at the restaurant, the Palm. And yeah, oh, yeah, Kim, how you doing? You told me you didn't play for your coach. You played for him for three years in college. Yeah, well, I saw it wasn't going anywhere. She goes, you know, I give you credit for that, but don't ever bullshit me. And I'm going, oh, man. So she's like, and she gives me, I go, well, you know what? We're going to be pretty good. She goes, the Cowboys have sucked for three years. Don't give me that. And I looked over at my friends and I go, you know, I'm going to marry this chick. And I've been with her for almost 20, almost 28 years. No, excuse me, 34 years. I met her in 88. I met her in 88 when I got to the Cowboys Landry's last year. I was on the roster for the final four regular season games of Coach Landry's coaching reign in Dallas in 88. Then um, we um, got Jimmy Johnson in February, I think. Get Jimmy on the show. I've already had him on. Jimmy Johnson's been on the show four times already. Oh, yeah. I've been married for like 34 years. Love it. First fight. Yeah. My daughter's um, 21st birthday is coming up on July 27th. 21. Wow. That kid's, that kid's life is just flying past us here. Seals got game off the field. I used to. Now I'm just an old fat guy. Okay. 
who bitches about his weight every day. <laughs> Can you open this jar of tomatoes, Dan? Not really. Okay. Sills, have you given her one of your list? Um, top of the hour. Do I have another? Oh, yes, I got my top. I got my. Hey, by the way, I'll do it right now. Um, I'm a voter on the top 25 college football. Let me give you. I'll bury the lead. Alabama's one. Okay. And I bitch about Jalen Hurts. Shut up, Xander. Bama's one. Mario is on fire. Okay. Oh, I know, right? I got Auburn 10. The University of Miami, ninth. ACC, I done. Number eight, I got Oklahoma. Number seven, these people better finally step up to the table because if they don't, I will never vote them ever again and you will never get my vote. I've got Texas, number seven. Every freaking year, that football team lets me down. Number six, Michigan. Number five, I hate this with all of my heart, Notre Dame. Number four, Clemson. I think Clemson's going to have a great comeback here. And I would say this to you. Xander, tell me if you agree. There's four teams that could win the national championship this year. And here they are. Clemson at four. Georgia at three. Ohio State at two. And Bama at one. I think it's those four teams and pretty much everyone else after those four. I think Notre Dame is going to be decent, good, but they can't compete with those four. I think Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama are head and heels above the rest of the group this year in college football. I think Auburn has a shot. Okay, I do. I think Auburn's going to be pretty good. I think that's – by the way, that Iron Bowl this year is going to be – it's going to be the game to watch this year. Okay? It might be a wider field this year with some outliers that spent big money. I would say this, Xander – and I took that into consideration, the new nil um, rule that you have. But here's what I say about that. I don't really think you're going to see ramifications on that and the way that the uh, nil rule is being used until about two, three years from now. Okay? Now, some of the transfers, like the Caleb Williams kid that went to Southern Cal, I think that that's probably going to – really improved that football team. And a lot of the kids that left Oklahoma and left some of the other college programs. I think that's, um, I think that's going to benefit programs like Texas, uh, Baylor, places like that. I think Baylor is going to be a really good football team this year. Texas A&M, Miami, Texas, SCOU. Can any of these teams compete? Um, I, I, I don't think any one of those teams can compete with those four teams. I don't think Texas, Texas A&M, I think what they could do, Xander, I think 
those teams can have a great Saturday, but I don't think they can have consistent Saturdays like these teams here, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson. I think those four teams, I think it's them, and there's your final four. Somebody may end up getting knocked out of that, okay? Um, but, I, look, I think Saban has probably one of his best football teams coming back. I mean, he's got the best defensive football player he's ever had at Alabama coming back. If that kid were in the NFL draft this year, that kid would have been the number one pick um, in the draft, not the kid from Georgia. Um, he's, a fina- he's a phenomenal football player. Plus, I think you're going to get a little bit more continuity out of Bill O'Brien this year at Alabama. But let me tell you this. That, that Alabama-Auburn game this year, I don't know where it's at, but that game is going to be a must-see television game because I think Auburn's got the horses to play. They got a great running attack. They got a gigantic offensive line, and they can play defense. You know, I was thinking LSU a little bit, but I don't know what Brian Kelly is going to bring to the mix. You know that I heard that there's over 29 guys who entered a transfer portal off that LSU team. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see um, what LSU does in their first year. Do I think that they win more than seven games? Probably maybe nine. But they've got talent to win 12. Uh, Joseph, Georgia did lose a lot, but they're now on the conveyor belt. Yeah, Daz, that Will Anderson kid's the best player in the draft. Um. Uh, California produces the best college quarterbacks. I don't think so. I think Pennsylvania does. I think the history of the Pennsylvania quarterback versus the history of the California quarterback, I'll put it up against them any day. I can name you more Hall of Famers that came out of PA than out of um, than out of California. And California is five times the state. Seals, do your top college quarterback draft prospects. We'll do that tomorrow because I want. I don't like to just randomly do that. GT, hey, Sills, Hurts throw for 4,200, 30 passing TDs and make the Super Bowl. What type of deal would you give him? I'd give him a deal that Deshaun Watson got. He, he throws for that. He gets Deshaun Watson money. Okay? He gets Deshaun Watson dough. I won't lie to him. He gets, he would. 4,200 passing yards and 30 touchdowns. That's $45 million a year. And you're not thinking twice about it. Okay. You're not thinking twice about it. Absolutely. I'm all over giving somebody that kind of money. But do I think he's, dude, let him get the 3,700 first. Let him get the 3,600. Let him get the 20 touchdown passes first. All right, we're going to take a time out here. Please hit the like button. And Xander, yes, I will take that double. Thank you so much. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Cannot get the oil cap off. Yeah. It's 100 million degrees. Sills is running to open the cap. <laughs> I did, man. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much, guys, for being patient with me. Please hit the like button. Hour three here. Xander, thank you, my friend. All good. Appreciate it. Let's reset. Let's reset here. I, in the first hour, the reason that I threw the Cowboys and Eagles at you guys was because Stephen Jones is now doing his, his perennial going around all the media outlets and, 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 and ginning up all the Cowboy fans. This is the best time of the year for Cowboy fans. It's July, right before training camp starts. Everybody is all excited. Hey, the and then you're like this. Wait a minute. The Cowboys didn't do anything this offseason. As a matter of fact, the Dallas Cowboys have lost players. But follow me here at least with this. D- 
Does Dallas have a quarterback that can get their team to a Super Bowl? Yes. Do they have a coach that can win a Super Bowl? They do have one. Is the old line good enough? Yes. Their wide receiving core, pretty good. Tight end, pretty good. Running game, not what it was three years ago. Defensively, they may have the best defender in the division. They may have the best corner in the division. I mean, it's not Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but it, it's, it's, and I'm not suggesting in any way that it's near that, Ramsey and Donald, but pass rusher in Philly and corner is Darius Slay and Hassan Reddick. Well, I'll take Micah Parsons and digs over those two guys. I think they're better. And, and by the way, that's not a that's not a slight on Hassan and, and, and Darius. I think they're talented also. I think you could make a great comparison. That's a pretty good dynamic duo there. Okay. Best corner in the division. You're crazy. Diggs is 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 bro. Diggs was an all pro last year. Okay, Darius Slay made the Pro Bowl. Diggs was an all-pro. Okay? Bill says Jalen Hurts, 3,900 passing yards, five picks. Dude. I mean, he had quite a few turnovers last year. Eagles have one of the best running backs in the league. I don't think Miles Sanders is one of the best running backs in the league by far. They have one of the best running games in the league. But you know why you have the best running game? Because your pass protection's nowhere. He didn't have to. You weren't asked to pass protect last year. You were 27th in passing offense. So you have the number one run football team, which means you're one, you're one dimensional. You're not balanced. That's not balanced. 27th in passing and first in rushing. If I'm a defensive coordinator, and that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to kind of like examine here a little bit and how I think teams are going to attack the Eagles this year, offensively and defensively. Check Slay stats. I don't have to check Slay stats. All I need is my eyeball test. Diggs gambles more. Absolutely. But in that system, when you have a pass rusher like Michael Parsons, there's no doubt that Dan Quinn knew how to use him. I mean, look, Mike Nolan didn't know how to use some of the players that were on that defense. They were trying to go 34 with a 43 front and all that, and they didn't have the personnel to do that. I thought they were way out of their league. The year that Mike Nolan was the defensive coordinator. They bring Dan Quinn in. Dan Quinn was up in Seattle at one time with Pete Carroll. Did a great job up there with that team. Legion of Boom, they built all that with Cam Chancellor and all them dudes up there. He knows defense. I wouldn't be shocked if Dan Quinn one day becomes a head football coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Quinn 
According to Jacob, sports media, Eagles in the running for Julio Jones. What do you think, Big Sills? Lewis, I would say this to you. For 10 games, you're not going to need him for 17. I think Julio Jones, if you think you're going to get 17 games out of Julio Jones, this part of his career, you're not. But Julio Jones in the back end of that schedule, I think he'd be a great asset to the football team. I think he'd be a great asset. Ty goes, I wish the Eagles had Quinn. I wish the Eagles had any experienced defensive coordinator. Even Jim Swartz. Okay? Why is the line only five points against Detroit? Easy money. If that's truly the case, it's because they don't think the Eagles are a high-scoring offensive football team, and they're not. They're not a high-scoring football team. Five points on the road, first game, opening week. That sounds about right. Plus the fact the Eagles are not going to be um, practicing a lot in July. I don't know. That sounds about right. Not saying they're going to lose, but I think that game will probably be pretty close. Then the next game is going to be your game. They're going to tell you a lot about your season against Minnesota. At home, your home opener is a pretty tough one. I I mean, that second game, the opening game of the week for Lincoln Financial, or for the season, I should say, I think that's going to tell us a lot about the rest of the year. All right. How do you think teams are going to defend? Let's start with the Eagle offense. How do you think teams are going to defend the Eagle offense? If you were a defensive coordinator, how would you defend those guys? Say Detroit, Dan Campbell, or Minnesota in the first couple weeks of the season? How would you defend them? What would be the first thing that you would want to make sure you do? What would Give me three priorities that you have to have against that Eagles offense. They're going to make Hurts stay in the pocket. A lot of blitzes. Interesting. Just like the Bucks did. Disguise and stack. Dallas. That's pretty knowledgeable shit right there. See his terminology? Guys played ball. Disguise and stack. Here's, and I like to cover three too. Here's how I would do it. And he's right. How I would cover these guys, I would press coverage the wideouts. Don't let Jalen have space. I would press the wide receivers. Even if I don't have the talent, the quarterback has to prove he has the talent to find him, which he struggled mightily at. So to me, 
I'm pressing the wideouts, which means the tight end has got to be covered by a linebacker. That's going to be your go-to in the first part of the season here. I've got to set the edges. I can't let Jalen get out in open space because he's pretty good out there in open space, especially rolling to his left. So to me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep the perimeter, set the edges, play press coverage, and I'm going to play closer to the line of scrimmage. I'm going to move all my guys up as tight as I can to the ball. And my free and strong safety are going to be center fielders for anything that gets behind me. And I'm going to make Jalen Hurts throw the football to win. I'm not going to let them get 200 yards on the ground against me this year. That's I'll put more guys in the box. I'll put seven in the box because I don't think that quarterback can beat me. And to some of you that are listening, I would say, like I said, I would make the point here, prove it. Prove it. That's how defensive coordinators, in my opinion, are going to attack him. I would jam these wideouts. Don't play any soft coverage like that Gannon guy does. Don't play soft coverage because you're just, you're just creating space for Jalen. Jalen moves around a little bit, finds a guy in the slot. No way. I play right up on these wideouts, especially Devontae, because I don't think Devontae is physical enough yet to handle one-on-one. Okay? He's better when guys are in that zone coverage. You hope they do that? Okay? Well, he's going to have to – we'll find out. That's why I said by week seven, we'll know. Because teams are going to do this. Last year, they didn't have a lot of game tape on Jalen Hurts. They do now. They got pretty much got an entire season on him. And personally, the addition of A.J. Brown sounds good on paper. Can he find him in a crowd? Okay? That's going to be the big case here. Can he find him in a crowd? Dude, Quez... Let's let let's see if he can find AJ and Devante first. Disrupt the timing. That's what most, you know, how how you got the guys like Kurt Warner and Brady. These guys go back to spots. One, two, three. Brady's a timing passer. Aaron Rodgers is just a great, phenomenal passer. Okay, he throws. Okay. Brady and all the great quarterbacks like that, not with the greatest arms, they throw to spots. Aaron Rodgers throws to people because he's that gifted. And he processes the information. He's, 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 he's that gifted. Brady can't run. Brady doesn't move. He moves around pretty decent in the pocket for a guy that doesn't have any speed. Okay? That's why easy money. A guy like Julio Jones as your third wideout instead of Quez Watkins. Eh, you know... Having a guy that to me is becoming more of a mismatch. Okay, watch this. So AJ's going to get the best corner that you have that particular Sunday. Devontae's going to get the second. That's why when Odell Beckham was in Los Angeles and he was like the third dude, you think a third DB's covering Odell Beckham? Absolutely not. 
That was the luxury of having him there. That's why when we kind of threw around having Antonio Brown on the team, you imagine having Antonio Brown as your third guy? Jalen Hurts would have a field day. Any quarterback in his right mind would have a field day. That's why when you've got some of these wide receiving groups that have really good threes, that's why Hunter Renfro had big numbers last year because he was considered like the second and a half guy. I think AJ being added to the offense is is wonderful. Jalen's got to find him in the crowd though. So defensive coordinators are going to press the wideouts. They're going to crowd the line of scrimmage and they're going to set the edges. I don't think you have to bring blitzes. Why bring a blitz on a guy who is not accurate? You only bring blitzes on guys who are accurate. You got to get to Brady. You can't let him sit back there. I could let Jalen sit back there all night, all night long. He'll either overthrow it or he can't find him. There's a difference. You can't let Brady. Brady, Brady has to feel pressure. Jalen is going to take off and run. Why would I want Jalen to take off and run on a blitz? I'm not blitzing him. There's no reason to blitz him. This guy threw 16 touchdowns last year. I'm not blitzing that. My right mind, I wouldn't blitz that. This guy gets out and he throws for four touchdowns, three touchdowns, and before week three, you're looking at it and he's got 11 touchdowns after week three. Then coordinators start changing because they're seeing trends. Dude, if you put him in a shotgun, that's Jalen's got to be under center. Can't put him in a shotgun. Tilson says Dak has good stats against bad teams. He's got a he's he's 53 and 32. He's won quite a few games, Tilson. It's not like he's got a bad quarterbacking record because he doesn't. Parsons should just spy him. I, I, I think Dallas, in my opinion, which king. I think Dallas doesn't utilize him correctly. I'm not putting Micah Parsons on a tight end and having him cover him. I am not doing that. That guy's best skill set is put his hand in the dirt and let's get his ass up the field. I don't want to see him covering backs out of the backfield. Chip, having If I were back in the 80s and Lawrence Taylor was covering backs and tight ends, You'd never see Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor's greatest strength was getting to the QB and changing the game. Covering a tight end, I think it's counterproductive. I think rushing the passer. Aaron Donald's greatest strength for the um, for the Rams every single game is what? This, guy, this guy's got the fastest lane to the quarterback. Right up route one. Center right up the middle. Fastest way to the quarterback. And most disruptive way is inside pressure. And when you have inside pressure like that, any quarterback is going to struggle. Man, I will have Dickerson pulling and blocking Parsons. Didn't matter last year. Cowboys destroyed the Eagles. Game wasn't close. Show all the haters what he can do.
He's going to have to because they're going to make him throw the ball. The Eagles, as we talked today on July 12th, their tape says they're one-dimensional. There is not any tape outside of the Minshew game where anyone says the Philadelphia Eagles are a passing offense. You guys are talking like you're some sort of passing offense. What was the last, what was the date of the last game? Can someone tell me? What was the date of the last game? What was it January like sixth or something? January, February, March, April, May, June, July. So in seven months, you think the Eagles have gone from a run dominated dominated offense to a passing offense in seven months because of minicamp and the addition of AJ Brown. That's insane thinking. That's insane thinking. It takes the quarterback. It takes the offensive coordinator. It takes everyone. And you're transforming your football team thinking that in helmets and shorts that you're going to do it. Seven months, okay? You think you're going from one style, which you've played your entire franchise's history, to a 4,000 passing football team and 3,000 yard receivers. Dante, January 6th, since January 6th, you truly think that the Eagles are now a passing offense? Daz goes, you can't take the stripes off the tiger. We're going to go right back to. And you should. You should run the ball first. Think about that. Look at this. Sandra just said this. Patriots just traded Nikhil Harry for a seventh rounder to the Bears. How does that help Justin Fields? That's a shitty move for both teams. You just send, let me, here, here's how you don't help your quarterback. And the Patriots drafted that guy in the first round, and you send that guy to the Bears for a seventh. A pick that doesn't matter. And you send him to a quarterback that lost Allen Robinson and you replace him with Nikhil Harry. Unbelievably, totally the Bears. That is totally a Chicago move. You move for that guy? Why didn't you sign A.B.? Why didn't you bring in Antonio? I, you're telling me you'd rather have Nikhil Harry on your team than taking a chance on Antonio Brown. You have no balls. That's not a move to help your quarterback who struggled incredibly last year to get him another crappy football player. Jalen Rager 
Can you imagine what he would get on the open market? Do you know why Jalen Rager? I think Howie, you know why he hasn't moved him, Xander? I don't think Howie wants to get embarrassed because I don't think anybody give up a seventh rounder for him. I don't think he could get a seventh rounder for him. I don't think anybody give a draft choice up for him. If you put Jalen Rager on the open market right now, I don't think you'd get a seventh. At least Harry played on a football team that made um, the postseason, and he had some catches. Wow. Chicago needed a blocking wide receiver. You draft a guy in the first round so he could be a blocking wide out. Wow. How you are not trying to help that kid out in Chicago. Justin Fields needs to get the hell out of that place. Or his career's over. I mean, he needs to get the hell out of there. That place is a shit show. I mean, that makes... it. it it's not so much... No disrespect to Nikhil Harry, but that's not a championship move. That's not a move you're trying to help your quarterback. Getting Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, going out and getting Zach Paschal, you know why that makes sense? Well, Nick knew, know, knows him. He worked with him before. Nick could think he's possibly being underutilized in that Colts offense. And bring him over to Philly, plus he's cheap. And so... That's a good move. When when you sit, the Patriots have to they have to eat crow on that seventh round draft choice. Wow, was that a colossal bust? That's admitting it's a bust. That's why he keeps Rager on the roster. Whew. Man, what an absolute nightmare move. We would have had to give him a draft pick to take him. I agree. I, I, I don't think Jalen Rager. AB isn't even healthy yet, Sills. I don't know the status of that. That could be, Kenneth, because of the ankle. I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I, I don't know. So basically, we are getting a seventh rounder for, for Rager. Daz, I don't think at, at minimum – At minimum. Here, A.J. Brown's a first-round talent. Devontae's a first-round talent. I think Quez, possibly a third-round talent. I think he was drafted in the sixth. So he's like a third-round talent to me. Pascal, I don't know much about. Hey, that, that's I like that. Zach Pascal, um, I don't know. Quez, probably third-round talent. Devon, you got two first-round talents. Your tight end's a first-round talent. Your quarterback is a second-round talent. It's pretty good there. You haven't lost any value at all in um, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. I think he's actually elevated himself where he could potentially be a bottom first-round guy. I don't think you'd get a first-rounder for him, but I don't think you'd get anything less than a second for him. Who's better, Pascal or Watkins? I think I think Watkins is. I think he runs to, uh, better routes. I think Quez plus his speed, and and I again I that's not really fair because I don't know anything about Zach Pascal. So for me to make a comment on that, I'd be lying to you. So I can't. 
I, I, I really don't know too much about him. I would take a case of Gatorade and a slice for Jalen Rager. Watkins is literally the second fastest wide receiver in the entire NFL. I don't know. DK Metcalf and Tyree Curl, Tyree Kill might want to debate that. And he might not even be the fastest guy on his own team. So you think he's faster than Devin Allen? Devin Allen ran the third fastest high hurdle time in the history of the world. He may not be even fat, the fastest guy on the Eagles. <laughs> so before you start barking, he's the second fastest guy in the league. He may not. He may be the second fastest guy on his own team. And I hope they give that kid Allen a chance to play in special teams. I'd like to see him as a punt returner. Do you think AB and AJ will get along? Would get along? Um. If they want to win, if they'd want to win, getting along or getting along or going along, I think they're two different things. Speed only, maybe. Here's how I would go after now. The, here, let me, let, me, let me take a time out here. I told you how we would go after the offense here. Set the edges, push everybody up on the line of scrimmage, and and just make Jalen in the first at least three weeks of the season. Let's see him win ball games through the air. That's how they're going to defend him, in my opinion. And that's why you may have seen a bad practice one day because they're trying new things. They've got to get these wideouts open, and he's got to find them. Last game was January 6th. I don't think that's enough time to have improved the passing game to where you guys want it to be. I think it's going to improve, but I don't know by how much. That's why, like I said, it's all a wait and see. I'm going to tell you what teams, as they're getting ready, but like I said, we're, we're, we're 14 days out to training camp. I'm going to tell you how teams are going to attack this Eagle defense. We're going to do that. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
right? Did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, got fake them Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Phils. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard here today. I appreciate it very much here. How would you like to be Carolina? You want to see how Matt Rule's going to end up getting blown out? When you have a quarterback room with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold in it, you have no chance of success. Matt Rule has to know that the writing is on the wall for him to be the next Matt Maggie. Won't survive. If you do not have a quarterback today, you are not going to survive. Hey, question marks on Nick Sirianni. Oh, you bet there are. Nick had a great start to his coaching career. Okay, so did Ray Rhodes. Ray Rhodes had a really great start in Philly. Okay, great start. Still ended up getting blown out. Okay. We've seen coaches have really fine starts and end up absolutely just being blown out later on because they could not develop the number one position. Rex Ryan is not a, he's not a head coach in the NFL today because Rex never had a quarterback. If that position and the job that you take, that's why, get this, when, when Doug Peterson, when Doug Peterson took the Jacksonville job, Doug took the only job that had a good quarterback because he wasn't going to take the Saints job, even though he has great relations with Mickey Loomis, the general manager, because he's not sold on Jameis Winston. He knows what Jameis Winston is. He knows that this kid, Trevor Lawrence, needs to have some guidance and some structure. They didn't have it under Urban Liar. They were never going to have it under him. That's why Doug took that gig, even though Jacksonville has never had any kind of decent structure in that organization, maybe outside of Tom Coughlin's first stint when he was there and he built the franchise up using Tony Baselli with the first overall pick. That's the only time that that organization really had any kind of stability in it. Okay. That's a great take there, Chris. You're right. If Calvin Ridley doesn't get suspended, there's potentially no A.J. Brown. 
Calvin Ridley is a fine ball player, but he ain't A.J. Brown. Again, maybe the luck of the draw for Howie Roseman and the Eagles here. Chris is actually Sirianni was one halfway from getting can. Oh, I, I completely agree. When he was two and five, I thought he was, I thought he was in over his head. I completely thought he was in over his head. Then he listened to his team and they able to rally and they fought hard. That team fought hard. By the way, one thing to get, give Nick credit for the team fought hard for him. They didn't want him fired. They didn't want him out. They didn't want to go back into another coaching search again. Players played hard for him. That's a testament to Nick and the staff and the character in the locker room. Totally. He gets massive credit for that. That's why I said he got out to a spectacular start. You're two and five. You, you, you got people wanting to light that resume on fire and you need to upgrade that resume because you could be a one and dunner. I thought he was going to, there was a time I thought he was going to be a one and dunner. Okay. Hey, urban liar almost destroyed. Trevor Lawrence is an understatement. Joseph. Absolutely. That guy has zero character. He doesn't give a shit and he lies through his teeth talking about things that don't really matter to him. This guy hides all the issues that he had when he was at Florida. He hit a wife beater in Columbus. His actions and his antics as a head coach in the NFL was exposed. Everyone who knew him knew he was that guy. I covered that guy all those years in Florida. And because nobody wanted to speak the truth, because they were all gator honks, they covered for him. 37 arrests in five years of coaching at Florida. 37 arrests. And you recruited Aaron Hernandez and the Pouncey Twins. Numerous guys kicked off that football team. The guy's a lowlife. I, I, I actually think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a comeback player of the year type of player this year. I really do. I think he's going to have, I think he's going to be a really great player. Ken Hurts, no. Look at, look at what, look at what Dallas just asked the question. Look at what Dallas just said. Can Hurts play if he can't run? No. I wouldn't want him as my quarterback. If Jalen can't run, he can't play in my offense. He's not good enough. If Josh Allen gets hurt running the ball, he can throw it. Justin Herbert, too. Absolutely. If, if, if that can't run, that can still win because he could throw the ball. Jalen Hurts is not a passing quarterback. He's a quarterback. Makes sense to you. I don't know. Sounds goofy. Because to me, I want a passing I want a passing guy. Upton, what what makes you think? What game have you ever seen where he won a game that mattered throwing the ball? You can't name one. We have four 1,000 yard wide receiver options. <sighs> that sounds so sad. 
Xander, look at what Easy Money said. We have four 1,000 wide receiver options. And only one of those dudes is going to get 1,000. In a, in a Rams offense, maybe three. Okay? Maybe three. Easy money, am I right when I say that? Easy money, right? You And I agree with you. You have four 1,000-yard wide receiver options. And you'll only have one. Bigger than majority of the defenders can run them over. Throw it accurately over their heads. 80-plus yards. Josh Allen is the real deal. He is. Easy money, right? There's no way Jalen Hurts plays in the NFL if he can't run. I see two getting a thousand. You've never had that in your history. But Jalen Hurts is going to do it. You haven't had a thousand yard wideout since Macklin in 14. But you're going to have two this year. Xander. Where do these takes come from? Shit, I'm just looking for incremental improvements in the passing game. You know, where, look, look, look like I said, if Jalen just improves just the, like 600 yards, 600 yards, a couple more TDs, <laughs> 24 touchdowns, Okay, six more TDs, something like that, seven more TDs. Shit, we're talking about them maybe being matched up against a different opponent in the playoffs and getting further and looking better. $25 million sales for $100 million or $25 million for 600 yards. I, I'm being told... That's the going rate. Oh, okay. We're going to have two. How? Wow. Bro, you, Joseph, you've never had it. You've never had two wideouts have a thousand yards in any given season in the history of the franchise. In the history of the franchise. Chris goes, you're saying history can't change. Not with that quarterback. And see, look at how it's turning into a shit show on him. That's not what that is. We blew out the Falcons. Jalen threw for 264 yards and a couple. The Falcons? I said a game that mattered. I said a game that mattered, not the shitty Falcons. Jimmy G, what do you think? Hey, Ty, what do I think? 
I think it's funny how everybody in the Bay Area is now biting on the 49ers trading Garoppolo in the division to a division opponent, and they think that that's more viable than him going to Tampa. I think some of you are idiots to think that you would trade. Here, Pete Carroll. Here's Jimmy G. So that you could have a winning season and potentially beat us. How freaking idiotic is that? You're going to trade him in a division. <laughs> okay. For a seventh rounder or a fifth rounder to boot. So John Lynch is going to surrender Garoppolo, who's 36 or 38 and 14, for a fifth rounder in the division. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But, hey, don't believe big sales in what I was reporting. Believe that. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Xander, so, see, they're not just crazy. Folks, there's not just crazy folks in Philly. There's crazy folks everywhere. Let's trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Seattle Seahawks in the division and in the same conference so he can go back and beat us this year. Makes sense. Julio's an idiot. It's wrong. He's being traded to Seattle. What? <laughs> McNabb went to D.C. McNabb was out of gas. Garoppolo just came out of the NFC Championship game. There's a difference. Garoppolo went to Green Bay last year and Dallas and won. You're going to trade that for a fifth-rounder? the next year in the division. Congratulations. Good night. For a first round? No, they're reporting a fifth rounder. McNabb was toast when he was traded to Washington. It was more of a slap in the face that the Eagles did to McNabb trading him to Washington. It was like when Jackie Robinson was out of gas and they traded him to the San Francisco Giants at the end of his career. Robinson, instead of playing for the Giants, retired. Said, not me. And he knew McNabb was done. Of course he did. Tenth in FBS history in single-season passing efficiency. Joseph is bringing up stats for a kid in college against Teams that don't play defense in the Big 12. The worst defensive conference of the Power Five in America is the Big 12. You better have great numbers. You better have great numbers. Baker's worth a fifth rounder in 2022. Well, I thought he was traded for a seventh rounder. Debo, oh, that's right. Debo beat Dallas. <laughs> Isn't it funny? People you don't like, you don't give credit to. People you like, you give credit to. In most markets, when a when a team wins, quarterback gets credit. And he also gets the failures. But when you don't like a guy. He didn't win. He lost the game for us. Got it. That's not consistent. That's not consistent conversation. 
He has the skill set, Sills. For what? Sills, if the Eagles traded for Jimmy G today, they would be in the NFC Championship game with that roster. Why wouldn't they be? Of course they would be. Garoppolo's been to two of the three NFC Championship games in the last three years. Yeah, makes sense. Almost the same kind of roster. In a shittier division, obviously, the the NFC West is by far more superior than the NFC East. He'd be in a lesser conference. Or, excuse me, in a lesser division. Jimmy G and DK Metcalf. Yeah, hey, five-star. So, wait, hey, hey, hey. So, wait a minute. Jimmy Garoppolo, DK Metcalf, Lockett, and Goodwin. That's, that, that's what the 49ers are going to trade in the division to. And, and people call, hey, Sills, your report on Garoppolo going to the Bucks, but the Seattle one's real. <laughs> the Seattle one's real. The guy played in the NFC Championship game last year. That's okay. We're going to trade him into the division. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what John Lynch is going to do. And by the way, can I tell you what Seattle's going to do? They're going to tank this year so they can get a rookie, rookie quarterback next year with the picks they got from Denver for trading Russell Wilson. You, so this is what this, – here, let's add this even more into the idiotic people in the Bay Area that think that that Seattle move is real. So they've got – like Geno Smith and Drew Locke there or some shit why, uh, quarterbacks there. They're going to trade Russell Wilson to have Garoppolo go in there, play kind of decent so that those draft picks then go lower in the draft order to take a lesser guy and next April's draft. Whereas if they play this season out, play hard, they're going to be at the bottom end of the draft they're going to be, again, at the top end or bottom end of the one loss total at the top end of the draft picks where they can get themselves one of the seven quarterbacks that are going to get drafted. But no, they want to take Garoppolo so that they can kind of be good. Holy crap. How in the world do people think? JP, um, more on Julio? Ernest says Jimmy G's no game changer. Er, er, Jimmy G's not a game changer? Well, then why is Kyle Shanahan 7 and 28 without him? How? Chris says, hey, Sills, you have us going to the NFC title game. Let us in on the secret. Well, you're in a shitty conference. There's a couple teams that you have to worry about. Uh, The Buccaneers, the Rams, maybe the Packers. Okay. Your division is terrible. There's very few, like, I think, roadblocks in that schedule. 31st week of schedule in the NFL. I don't know. 
don't do anything stupid or your quarterback doesn't flop around, you should win 12 ball games. That's how. Unless, unless you see something different, this is not – if the Eagles were in the AFC, they wouldn't make the playoffs. You wouldn't make the playoffs. I think the um, Falcons are going to go – the Falcons are going to get a, a quarterback in next April's draft. That's why they got Mariota starting. Joseph's giving me more statistics from Oklahoma. Let's take a look at those Oklahoma quarterbacks. Let's see the great Oklahoma quarterbacks. Well, he can't take credit for Aikman because Aikman left and went to UCLA. So let me think of the great Oklahoma passing quarterbacks since he's the greatest in program history. Let me think. Baker Mayfield just got traded for a bag of Skittles. Uh, Sam Bradford. Yeah. Jason White. Woof. Give me another guy. You can't do the triple option, guys, because they don't really count because they didn't throw the ball. Can't use Jamal Holloway. Let me think. In the 200 years Oklahoma football, let me think of a quarterback that played in the NFL that was great and you're giving me statistics on Oklahoma passers let me think Uh, yeah he's probably better than Baker Mayfield (laughs) oh man Jason White was good yeah college Landry Jones (laughs) look at these NFL bums Kyler Murray there you go He had more numbers than Kyler Murray, man. Congratulations. There is one. Oh, my God. There is a guy. Kyler Murray. He's actually pretty good. Sam Bradford. How many teams won 12 games without throwing quarterback? A ton. Jamal Jamal, um, Holloway. Jamal Holloway won 12 ball games at Oklahoma, won the national championship, and we beat the doorknobs off of him. Yeah, and I, I sacked that kid. <laughs> That's when I could run. <laughs> Baker and Hurts neither can see or throw over the middle. Yeah, well, you know, there's there's a way. Does Canadian League count? <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey. So does flag football. That counts too. Why not? Yeah, I know. People taking credit for Aikman. Unfortunately, we broke his leg in Norman. Then they brought Holloway in. He transferred right after that. We broke Troy Aikman's leg in Norman. And then he transferred. That's a true story. 85, we broke his leg. Trying that shit, running the ball against the Canes. That went and going to work. You don't run the ball on us. You don't pass the ball on us. And we break your quarterbacks up. Troy got sent to UCLA after that. It's a true story. Look it up. We broke that dude's leg. I think we beat him 28-14 or some shit. Yeah, we spanked them. Flag football, Olympic sport. So Olympics. You know, that's perfect. 
for the Olympics today, flag football. And I did say flag. <laughs> yes, we did best college in the world. Of you. Hey, thank you, Joseph. Flag football, an Olympic sport. It's like if flag football would be compared, hey, to curling. See, there's still a shot for me to win an Olympic medal. I'm figuring this. If I had about five more hot dogs a day and drank three more Coronas a day, I could be good and wasted because, you know, you got to do the broom sweeping thing. But, see, my wife has got me now sweeping shit, so I'm thinking, you know. See, I could do that. Look at that. Don't, don't let your mind go. But... Do you only look at Jimmy G's record or have you ever watched a game and saw Jimmy Garoppolo's killing them out there? Yeah, I actually watched many of the games that he wasn't in and the 49ers shit the bed even worse. They were terrible. And then when they put one play tray in, I didn't see any difference. Okay? Your football team was a shit show, man. When he's not in, your your coach is seven and twenty eight. He's seven and twenty eight. You can't get around that. I was going to valet for hurricane games in the nineties. My sister graduated from there, dude. I made a lot of dough down in Miami. Um, I made I made a hey, stick to the shuffleboard. Shut up, smile. Still talking about the ones he haven't played. No, the ones he played in, he's 38 and 14. What year did I play? I was at Miami from 85 until the first part of 87. Then I had to go into the supplemental draft in 87 and play for the Bucs. They took me 56 player. I had to come out as a junior. So I left school a year early. Mistake. I should have stayed. If I could, I, I should have stayed. Um, I, I needed I needed more playing time. I felt, even though I was a high draft pick, 56 today. Remember something? There were no Panthers and Jaguars uh, back in 1987 when I got drafted. So there's like, um, I don't, wait, there's no Titans either. They were the Oilers. And there were no Ravens. I think there were only 28 teams back then. So today I'm a, I'm a second rounder. I'm a high second rounder. Jerome and I were like one of the first two tandems to be drafted, like in the first and second round. We, you know, we played, we, we got drafted the same year. Who's 38 and 14 when he played? Jimmy DeGimp? <laughs> yeah. You're gimpy quick. Look, hey, guys, look at how they talk about a guy who's won all those games. Isn't that crazy? All right. Hey, we've had a couple skips in the day. I had to go out and try to do the oil. Okay. Gavin Newsom ended up hitting us with a lightning bolt at the start of the show, but we thank you guys so much for coming aboard. You guys have been spectacular. Tomorrow, we'll catch you 3 to 6 Eastern, and we'll see you on the flip side. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.